Hey, this is Mindy Lawhorn, and this is part two of my husband, Lee Lawhorn's celebration. If you have yet to listen to part one, please go back and listen to that first. I want this to make complete sense. And I pray that God will speak to you through this. In the history of funerals, how funerals go, I I just remember hating them. And I know that's such a strong word, but death to us alone is already so sad. However, I think when we understand what happens later on as Christians, it can be turned around to be a joyful event. And that is something that I painstakingly made happen for this event. I had some really close friends stick right beside me and help me make everything fun, funny, God-glorifying, uplifting, and not just the sad, horrible feeling that we typically get with the funeral and even after leaving a funeral. I pray that this blesses you. God has so much purpose with Lee's life. And there's and there's more purpose to my life and the boy's life. Things are going to look different for a little while, but those of you that I've known, thank you for staying with me. Thank you for not quitting or canceling because of the situation. All of this is out of our control. Cancer's a mean a mean, mean thing. But I know that God will get the glory. Lee was an amazing, wonderful man. And I pray that you could not only see that, but that you could see our precious Heavenly Father and how, yes, we're sad. We're hard-pressed, but we're not abandoned. I pray this blesses you. Like I was preparing for anti-maintenance. That's 
how I handled it. That's the way I thought it did. It helped me. And so I got as strong as I could possibly get, and it helped every time. I only had one bad experience with chemo um, out of the five-time sessions of chemo I've had to do over the years. That was the only time I got knocked down. But, you know, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. You, you know, you do the best you can. Try to recover, and, and as soon as I felt well enough, I started working out, and just built myself back up. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for our boys. Today I pray for my Achilles. I have to go get my Achilles, like, looked at. Okay. No to all men. You don't have to be, like, I'm a superhero. Like, just work out and go play for fun. You know, you have to be elbowing people and tear, tearing your Achilles. elbow anybody. Listen, when you're an old dude. Why is he working out? I... He has an injury, he hurt his ankle, and I just told him to lift it. No, he won't stop, he won't. When it comes to that kind of thing, injuries, probably not as smart as I should be, but I know mentally I would be much worse off if I didn't continue to work out what I could work out to mentally prepare myself for what I think is going to happen, which right now is about 90% sure it's going to be surgery. I need to work out because working out helps me mentally. I'm just physical. So that's how I'm going to get by. I don't know why. Well, I know why. He won't stop. It's part of who he is. He's more dedicated than you want to know, so of course he's in there injured working out, Tell you. Mm-hmm. I pray for our business. Uh, but more than anything, I, I praise you so much for, for all of these blessings you've bestowed on us, all that we're able to do in this life. And the ability to witness through our business like we've been able to do. My wife and I, we're not preachers. We're not going to go knock on doors and right. yelling at people. You know, you need to check out Jesus. Right. It's work like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been able to witness through this business, through fitness and nutrition, and share our faith with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone wants to, someone sees that, they're, they want to hear more. You know what? They're going to follow us. If they don't, you know. Maybe like maybe they'll think about it. Maybe they'll come back to the hair source. You know, we're just here to help, not here to judge anyone. Right? We want to just help. We want to be a good example. Mm-hmm. And if we're doing that, then I can feel like I hear an example of my kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, my job as a as a man, a godly man, is to serve my wife and my kids and above all serve God. And that's it. That's you know. I'm gonna die a happy man if I can if I can be a good husband and a good father. That, that's that's all I that's all I Please be with all those who are hurting today, all those who need you so much and allow us to reach as many people as we possibly can in the Jesus.
Lindy, Lindy Lawhorn. So don't worry, we figured that out. Go for it, girl. His bad clothing turned to Uggs. When these Uggs came to the house, I said, someone has played a terrible joke on us. Lee, someone has played a horrible joke. He goes, oh, that's not a joke. Those are for my feet. He put them on, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happening? This is not us. Please, please, please go nowhere in these. So not only does he have Uggs on, he has the sleeves cut out of his Christmas coat. Keep going, keep going, girl. He would even take photos of his feet and send them to people. Why? I don't know. And, and it was very, very interesting. So here's another one more picture of him in a really bad outfit. Kelsey, am I going too fast? All right, this is important. Yes, he has a t-shirt tucked in blue jeans, pulled really high with no belt. I don't know. But this is his birth mom. So real quickly, I met Lee at a funeral 13 plus years ago. So before I continue with this story, I want you to think, are you single? You know you're at a funeral, right? Might want to look around. Works for some of us. So I grew up in Wichita Falls. I knew this family, the Gossets. I loved them. They were great. They embraced you from the minute you, you, you meet them. And I dated the oldest brother, Gary. At the time I dated him, one of many. At the time I dated him, he had 
Brittany was about four or five. Brittany's his daughter, and I loved her. I don't. I feel like I was with Brittany more than I was with you, Garrett. Sorry, it's just that's in my memory. We would sew. I would put makeup on her. She would put makeup on me. She was just beautiful, and I adored her. Fast forward about 10 years. I graduated college, moved to the great city of Arlington, Texas, and uh, I found myself divorced and a loser. I felt horrible. It was the worst part of my life. I had a wonder, my wonderful son, Andrew, but we were alone. And I felt compelled because I read an article about a family of seven from Wichita Falls that had died in a plane crash. They were in a private plane and it had hit a mountain. And I kept reading this article, Mom, I think you actually sent it to me. And I'm like, Mom, don't you know who this is? And she's like, you know, I don't remember. Mom, this is Gary and Brittany, do you remember them? I said, no. Felt compelled to go to the funeral. I was teaching 22 classes a week at that point because I was a single mom and I wouldn't put my child in daycare so he'd just come on my hip to the gym and we'll figure it out. Thank you, Mickey, for making that possible. And I go to this funeral, it was gut-wrenching. Brittany's beautiful, Gary. And this family received me like I had never left town, except there was this very tall man with a mullet staring at me, like burning a hole in my body. And I'm like, I'm like crying over here, and I'm like, <gasps> and um, the family, I didn't know who he was, thought he was a cousin. The family asked me, come back to the house. We, we want you to mourn with us. I'm like, no, you're mourning. They're like, we've been doing this for weeks. Just come back. So I went back to the house, and that very tall man with the mullet, um, I, I didn't see him because he had changed into shorts, no shoes, and a T-shirt that said, get your tickets to the gun show. With an arrow pointing to this bicep and another arrow pointing to that one. Um, little, little... Could I say that we bonded on Napoleon Dynamite quotes? The first question I asked him is like, you know, who are you? What are you doing? I don't understand. How are you a part of this family? And what I found out was Gary wasn't the oldest, really. His mom and dad were in high school. Melly and Sonny were in high school. They got busy and got pregnant and gave Lee up for adoption. Okay? Melly and Sonny separated. Few years later, got back together, got busy again, and got married this time and had three boys. Lee was adopted by a wonderful family in North Carolina, Lynn, his sister's here, and that's where he grew up. But around 35-ish, he just tried a thing on a whim and found his biological family. So I'm at this funeral, so upset about Brittany. I'm at this funeral, wondering why this guy won't quit staring at me. I mean, I didn't mind it, but it quit staring at me. And then they're telling me the story that, I said, no, there's only three gossip brothers. And they're, no, Mindy, there's four. Lee had met them for the first time. So it was this crazy, crazy day. My head hurt so bad. I had cried every one of my eyelashes off. I'm positive of it. And we had a discussion. And I, he said, you know, why are you not married? Which was really strange. I thought, was, I said, because I didn't have a willing partner. And he said, uh, do you want to have more children? And I said, I would have already if I had a willing partner. And he said, uh, okay, well, you got knee scars? And I'm like, yep, I've had two ACL reconstructive surgeries. And he goes, oh, that's cool, because I've had four. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I, and he said, would you maybe want to talk later? And I said, first of all, what do you think about Jesus? And he literally said, what do you mean? You mean that he's God's son and he died on the cross for us and he rose in the third day, in three days? Yeah. Like he said it like you're so dumb. I'm like, 
okay, there's my top three. We can talk now. We can actually talk. Soon he married from North Carolina, moved to Texas. We got married, and he immediately loved Andrew. He was so good to Andrew. And I apologize for this picture, but like, like that was a long time ago. And I'm like, where is this picture? But he loved Andrew so much, and that takes a very strong man to step into a family. Lee loved being married. He loved being married. He loved having kids. Look at that fat baby. And by the way, I, I mean, I am a Cowboy fan, but like I had to like really be a Cowboy fan. And don't think that I didn't get at least two Dallas Cowboy Chiller outfits for our wedding. I, I, I don't lie. Let's go. Keep going, girl. He loved it. By the way, still bad hair. It's, I worked on that. Don't get me wrong. He was a fabulous father. By the way, this is in Columbus, Ohio. One of my kids' favorite events, Angie's wedding. They still think that was so fun. Why? It's Columbus, Ohio. Anyway, it was a great event. Soon, we got this opportunity in fitness. I kind of grew up chubby. I hated it. I got into fitness, and I found out that was kind of my jam. Liam obviously was into fitness. And we took a lot of these. That was for dang sure. Selfie in the gym. Selfie in the gym. Lee, and by the way, don't think that Lee was humble. He was like, get me, get me doing the bicep curls. Get my lats. Did you get my lats? I go, I got your lats, honey. I got your lats. But this opportunity became a dream I never knew I had. This opportunity blew up. It was something that we found that we loved and we could do it our way, our style, apologizing to no one. And God lit the fire of this and we simply fanned it. Oh, God, so good. Little did we know that this business that we're thinking about, let's, you know, how people get fit and let's maybe make a little money, it began a place for ministry. We started sharing our faith. We started sharing Lee's cancer. We started sharing the ups and downs. We started sharing really everything. And, and maybe that looks like weird to you. And I don't think it does probably for most of this crowd. Hey, that's what we do. But it wasn't about us saying, look at us, look at us. It was about like, if you could live and see what we're doing, maybe you'll see Jesus. Maybe you'll see how awesome someone can live with cancer. Maybe you understand, you could see how if you are divorced or if you've had bad stuff in the past, there can still be good times in the future. And I feel like that was like our main goal. And God just exploded it. Like, don't even look at some of those outfits, y'all. I worked hard on some of those outfits. Now, as, as the business grew, I started talking to Lee about something. This is very hard for him. Lee's a man's man. Lee's like a man works, you know, and I'll support you. And I'll go, well, I mean, you are and you can, but you're gone all the time. And you're sick with cancer. And all you want to do is coach Garrett's sports. You want to pick him up from school. And you want to take them to school. Next slide, please. <laughs> so, so, so like if I do this, that's our cue, Kelsey, got it. So I don't know if you heard the song when we walked in, but this is one of Lee's favorite songs. It's a Jimmy Buffett song called Breathe In, Breathe Out, Move On. And it talks about that he bought a watch for a crazy man that had no numbers and no hands. And the watch simply said, now. Lee and I talked a lot, and he didn't want to. And I said, it's not that I want to bring him home. I just want time. Like, they, of all things, we should have time. Where he worked was actually a, a facility where they, um, was a medical facility. I'll just put it there. And he would have to ask off from his cubicle to go two floors down to get treatment, where he would have his computer and work. And, like, that rubbed me the wrong way, you guys. I was not okay with that. He's going downstairs. He just shouldn't have to ask off. And so we decided, hi, Chris. We decided, why don't we stop? We're, we're good. We can make this work. But above all, above all, we wanted time. 
Really what broke Lee was something that happened kind of about my sister Renata. It wasn't had anything to do with her passing. My sister died three years ago, you guys, and it rocked my world. And Lee was the best support. But we were rushing through Christmas presents one morning because we were going to eat breakfast at my sister Renata's house. And we were rushing. I'm like, hurry up. we got to go to Renata's. They're waiting on us. I'm bringing the pancakes or whatever. And Lee goes, Mindy, really? What are we doing? I love your family as much as you do, but this is about us. Why are we rushing to get our kids to open our presents so that we could go to the next thing? And I said, okay, I get it. And, and not only do we not do the breakfast anymore, but that is the slowest, longest morning of our life, and it's beautiful. We do everything very slowly, and he decided to stop working. Now, he worked for me. Don't, don't think he didn't. He cleaned that pool in his Speedo every day that I told him to. Get out there, pool boy, and do it like I showed you. But once he did that, our life really grew. I had a, one of his friends send me the coolest text, and it said, Mindy, Lee's always been a great guy, but he became the man God intended him to be when he moved to Texas, married you, and became a father. Man, like, I don't know that there's a better compliment. I don't know there's a better testament to what God can do through that. But we see cancer as a gift. I know that when you see this next slide, what? Oh, thanks, Kelsey, you're the best. Oh, I'm sorry. One more thing. You're, you're so awesome. Here's the last thing that got him to say yes to quitting his job. I was like, you have time with Garrett, and you, we can go do all these fun things, and we can have nooners. And he said, okay, I'm quitting. Thank you, Kelsey. You're my girl. You're my girl. All right. We see cancer as a gift. Let's, move, let's get this moving on. We see cancer as a gift. And, and, and as weird as that sounds, even we said it even in the video. Like, I was watching that video, and I'm like, how did God know? Of course he knows. But as, as terrible as this looks, you guys, in the Lee of the last two years, looked nothing like the Lee of probably when most of y'all knew him. He struggled to keep weight on. He hated to be thin like I hate to be overweight. Like, for real. And I, I, I didn't know what I could do for him. You know, I prayed. I tried everything. But cancer was, it's just a different animal. It's messy. It's yucky. But I will tell you, cancer changed our perspective on life. It changed our choices. It helped us keep the main thing, the main thing, and it led to many God-ordained conversations. Nobody wants to have these conversations with their children, but I want them to know, I want y'all to know more than anything else, our story's not over. And our past has less to do with Lee than our future. We have so much more to do with him in our future with Jesus than our past. It's going to be like that compared to what we're going to have in the future. And we know that because of what Jesus promises. But it's not that weird being at home without Lee. And as much as I like hate even saying that, it's the truth. Lee's been sick, you guys. He's been sick for probably two years. He's lost weight. He couldn't lift anymore. And like that killed him. He loved to lift. It's part of his identity. But he tried so hard. Even at Garrett's very last football game at the Super Bowl, Super Bowl champions. Um, he, half the time, he had trouble standing, so he would take a knee. He looked very manly, of course, but he took a knee because he could not stand. Our marriage grew, you guys. Our faith grew. So you think cancer's the worst. Oh, my gosh, I hate cancer. Yes and no. Because what an avenue God made for us 
We have talked to so many people about Jesus, about cancer. Yeah, about fitness. Yeah, about hair and makeup. But it all comes back to what we believe, where our truth lies, and that we know this world is not our home. God prompted me to speak today, and I didn't want to, y'all. I did not want to. But there's a scripture I've had for some time. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold in my life. Who shall I, whom shall I be afraid? This and an amazing story. It was more of a Bible study by Cynthia Hill called Becoming a Woman of Freedom. Broke my people-pleasing tendencies and my approval junkie ways. I love you, but I don't care what you think. Because I care more what my creator thinks than my critics. And I would never have gotten there if I didn't get really serious about what God is doing in our life through cancer. We could have fought. We could have hated it. We could have cried about it. We chose not to. Ronnie, you talked about this, and I thought that was pretty cool. But faith is being, is the assurance of things hoped for. But what I love about this particular version, it's the conviction. Conviction, I mean, like deep in your bones of things not seen. If you hear anything today, let me finish with, I married the most wonderful, yummy, furry, Southern, slow, talking, slow, walking, like, all right, already, get it out. Like, so many times, man, who had quite an amazing t-shirt collection, but that t-shirt on the top right, that's the one I met him in. <laughs> However, it had, it had sleeves that day, I met him. You know, I kept wondering where my sewing scissors would go, and I'm like, oh, he's got a new shirt. <laughs> Drew and Garrett had the most wonderful father. And I need you to hear something. We are not hopeless. Our lives have changed a lot. And it's going to stink. It's going to stink bad. But we have joy because of Jesus. God's got this. And he, he, he can have you if that's something that you don't know. But I wonder if instead of looking in the mirror for when you have issues or troubles or struggles, will you look up? Will you take Lee's example? You guys, he would have never shoved it down your throat. I won't either. But what was it about him? That light that you, you saw shining from him, you guys, was Jesus. Please don't leave here in awe of Lee. He was awesome. He was the best. But what you saw that was so great was our Lord. It was Jesus, my personal Jesus. And my friend, my rock, and Garrett and Andrew, Jesus is your father now. He's always been your father, but he's the next thing. So if you don't believe, I just can't leave here without saying this would be so much more difficult if we didn't know Jesus. You guys, I can't even imagine what we would be going through right now if we didn't know where he was, where we were going, and that we'll soon see him later. I'm going to see him with my aunt Linda. I'm going to see him with my dad. I'm going to see him with my sweet sister Renata. I don't wish she was here. The hope we carry with us is something I pray that you will think about. It is getting us through. And I have never seen the church be more alive. And I don't mean the church as in a building. Christ and then the church are God's hands and feet. I have never been, we have never been loved on by so many family members. My sisters, our neighbors are ridiculous. By the way, two houses for sale in our neighborhood. Like you need to think about it. I don't know anyone with a neighborhood like mine. But our friends, my fitness family, even people that I've known for years, you guys, you are blessing us. God is so good. 
And if you hear anything today, hear that last part. He is our hope, our rock, and our salvation. We love you. so much, you want to make sure you say the right things. <laughs> you want to make sure that you're in order and that, and, that, and that you're operating in excellence. And so I've just been spending this whole week on, okay, God, what am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to do? Uh, I, 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 I want to make sure that this is, this is, this is right. I want to make sure that I'm, that I'm doing the right thing. And God says, man, you're looking at this thing all wrong. And he says, there's two words I want you to focus on. And that's the word healing and salvation. 
healing and salvation. And, and as I begin to just go through scripture, I, I am reminded uh, in the text in the book of Isaiah chapter 53. Um, it's a scripture that many people uh, uh, quote all the time. But if I can be honest, we take it out of context. And the scripture says, but he was pierced by our transgression. He was crushed by our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And by his stripes, we are healed. And I begin to look at this scripture and... For those who don't understand what this text means, let me just kind of break it down for the next five minutes. This is the prophet Isaiah representing the Old Testament, but he's speaking of something new that's to come. We got to catch this. This is the prophet Isaiah who's speaking from Old Testament, but he's speaking about something new that's going to make things better. So Isaiah is looking at it from the perspective of, listen, uh, 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 salvation and, 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 and grace of God and, and, and you praying for forgiveness and all these things and God uh, accepting your sacrifice. All that stuff was the way we were trying to do it then was old. But this new way is going to make things better. And what Isaiah is making reference to is he's making, to Jesus, making reference to Jesus Christ. Here's what the, 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 the initial problem when people read this text and they, own, and they don't really study the scripture. When Isaiah talks about how God is going to, how, how Christ is going to, uh, he, 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 he's going to heal us. We immediately think that he's talking about he's going to heal us here on this earth. And so, and we know, and, and many of us may be uh, a testimony of God's miraculous healing here on this earth. But man, what happens if that doesn't happen? When that doesn't happen, when we don't really break down the scripture like we're supposed to, and we look at that last line and it says that by his stripes we are healed, and we only want to make reference to it, him healing us here on this earth, what happens is when that doesn't happen, you end up getting mad at God. And you become bitter and you become angry and you begin to say, man, you know what? That God stuff doesn't work. All that stuff that I've learned in church, none of that stuff works. Why am I sitting here believing this stuff when someone has told me, God, by your stripes, I am healed. But for those who really understand the scripture, for those who are believers, understand that the healing that Isaiah is talking about is not a physical healing. But it's a spiritual healing. And I can confidently say that I know Lee. And Lee was a person who knew the Lord. And so with that being said, I can say now that Lee has been healed. Yes. He is now experiencing the healing that you and I desire to experience one day. And that's the healing to where there is no more cancer. There is no more sickness. There is no more disease. By his stripes we are healed. And the only reason we can say that is because we have, accept, we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Yes, we want healing here on this earth. But there's a healing that's a lot better than that. And that's the healing to know that, man, one day I'm going to have a new body. And I'm going to be made perfect. 
I have a new body and I'm going to be made perfect. Listen, I, I, I have a lot of things <laughs> that I thought I was preparing to talk about. But can I be honest with you? Because Lee's life has already been celebrated. The best and the proper thing that we can do right now is have an invitation for someone to see Lee one day. I can go through all the notes that I prepared and scriptures that I prepared, but the bottom line is, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and I'm going to go here, then you won't see Lee one day because we know where he is. So this is the day that we want to invite you into the family. The family where all things will be made new. And you don't have to believe it if you choose not to. But the book of Numbers tells me that God is not a man that he shall lie. And if the scripture says that Lee is now healed and that, and that Lee is now in, in, in the glory with God, then that's where I desire to be. Listen, if that is you, we, we're not doing no, no, no altar call or nothing like that. Right where you are, I want your head bowed and I want your eyes closed. And we're going to pray. Father, I do thank you for healing. And it may not be the healing that we're looking for. The selfish side of us wants to keep everybody here. But God, your plan is perfect. And your healing is perfect. And we're so glad right now that Lee has been made new. That you have decided, you know what, you've suffered long enough. Father, I pray right now that we look at Lee's life as a as an eye-opener and as a wake-up call. That if we desire to, 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 to see him, more importantly, if we desire to see you, that we accept you as our Lord and Savior right now. We thank you that Lee's life has taught us that in spite of what we're going through, we must continue to live life. We thank you for teaching us that in spite of what we're going through, we must be like Lee and continue to smile. But we also thank you for teaching us to always to continue to trust in you. And not to lean on our own understanding, on the way that we think things ought to go. That's why you are God who operates in excellence. So, Father, I pray right now, before we pray for the family, I pray that you quicken the hearts of people right now. And that you just continue to knock on the door and that someone would answer. And they would accept you for who you really are. That you're more than just a story in the Bible. but that you are the one who sent your son to die for us. 
Father, I'm so grateful that you say that salvation is available for everyone. And so I pray right now that right where people are sitting, for those who don't know you, that they, that they receive you right now. And for those who do know you, that this draws us closer to you. Father, I pray for this family, the Lawhorn family, who is close to my heart. I pray that you just continue to comfort and give them a peace when they want to ask the questions why. I pray that you always provide shoulders for them to lean on. To where, they, to where they will never feel like that they are all alone. Father, we know things will not be normal for them. So Holy Spirit, I ask that you be a comforter. We lean on you and we trust on you. And we celebrate Lee's life. Because we know that he's in the hands of our creator. You get the glory, Jesus. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Appreciate it, All right. So, we are at the end of our celebration today. And just a moment, I'm going to call uh, Christy Redmond, the owner of Mansfield uh, Funeral Home, to give us our directives as we're leaving out. Uh, I'm sitting there, and I, I've heard some everything today. I've heard dingleberries from the pulpit. Um, I, it, it's been interesting. Um, I was I increased my prayer life as um, I showed Lee in the hospital, and as he turned around, I was hoping his robe didn't fly open in the back. It was a lot going on as a pastor that's responsible for what happens at church. Um, yeah, and uh, and I was sitting there, man, and um, I was uh, I, I thought about something, man, that Lee and I were talking. Um, Lee, Lee and I would work out like I can hang with him for about two or three weeks, and I just disappeared for three months. And <laughs> I, I remember we were we were talking, and Angie, we were talking about you, man. And uh, I gotta tell you this. I want to tell you this right now for everybody. We're talking about you, man, and Lee said. Ronnie, man, I just, I just want him to get it. Yeah, I just, I just, I just want him to get it. And I'm sitting there over there and, and, and watching you. And um, you look like you get it. You, you, you honestly look like you get it. You're looking like turning to the man that your dad prayed that you that you turn into. You look like you get it. And so I just want you to know, man, that, you know, we're always, we're just a, a house over. And uh, you can come by any time. Y'all do it anyway, but you can come by any time. And, and Garrett, just, just knock for a change. And, 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 and for all of us here, you know, this is, this is, this is day one. This is day one. Um, several years ago, there was a storm. They hit Mansfield, and it was a, a storm in the middle of the night. Nate, Nikki, landed down, knocked out sleep, and it must have been like one some in the morning. And Nikki wakes me up in the middle of the night, 
Well, she nudges me and I act like I didn't feel it. And so, and so she nudges me again. I say, what's up? She says, do you hear that? I said, the thunder? She says, yes. Yeah, I hear it. So I want to go back to sleep. She says, how are the kids? Like, we're downstairs. How would I know how the kids are? And I knew it was coming. As I try to go back to sleep, she says, go check on them. Now I'm a grown man. We're in a house. The kids are upstairs. And she's asking me to get out of the bed to go up and check on some kids who need to be asleep. So, fellas, I did like every grown man in this building would do. I got up. <laughs> I make my way upstairs. I go into the first room, and the bed was empty. I didn't see the kids. So I got up and went to the next room. And there I found all three of our boys sleeping in the same bed. And something hit me in that moment. They knew that they could not stop the storm that already began. But they figured that if we could just get together, we can have peace through this storm. And what I want to leave us with, there's a storm that hit the Longhorn household. And for them, I would say, just stick together. You can't change the storm, but if you just come a little closer together, God will help y'all sleep in peace to it. And it's not their job to be in, in the storm by themselves. If we showed up today, don't let your phone calls slow down. Don't let your visits slow down. They need every now and every blue moon, the Lord will place them on your heart. Don't, don't, don't forget that there's a void. And it's a big void. And it's our job with every memory, every prayer, every text, every phone call, every card, every check that the Lord lays in your heart to make. Do it. After the next. See, after it's, it's amazing. After about four months, this, this, this becomes just something that we did back in December. But four months is still reality. So don't you be guilty of the one that was only there for the funeral. You be the one who's guilty of we're going to do life with them, even as he's passed. We will do life with them. Remember, Hebrews 12, 1, Lee is now one of the witnesses now. He's now one of the witnesses, and some of our workout people, you see me, you can tell that I'm going strange to the gym. You, you, you know, you know that any time you're on the bench press, and when you're benching, and you're lifting something that's a little too heavy for you to lift. I remember Lee gave me these two weights, and he said, just press them. I said, Lee, those are kind of big. He said, no, just press them anyway. And as I'm, I was doing good when we first started, but as I got there, he said, no, no, Ronnie, give me everything you got. Give me everything you got. Don't you dare quick. Give me everything you got. I want, I, I want it all. I want it all. And I gave you everything I had. And that thing locked on me. And you know what Lee did? He came behind me and just started hitting my arms a little bit. He started hitting my, he was my spot, Jeremy. He started hitting my arms until I was able to press it above my head. Over the next umpteen years, this family, this wife, these two sons, they're going to give everything they got. They need us to be like their daddy was. Come behind and just spot a little bit. Give them a little push. And so they're able to reach their hands a little higher and thank the God that gifted them with a dad that loved God so much. He poured all he had into this family. Our job is to be their spot. Are you with me?
Yes. Now, are you really with me? Yes. If you are and you ain't afraid and you really mean it, get your hands together. Let this family hear that we have the thing that